because tonight we're going to deal with the spirit of fear and intimidation. Amen. And I just want you right where you are just to lift your hands right now. I've got a word that will deliver you and give you strength and faith to deal with this thing. But I just sense right now in his presence that we should open ourselves ready for a mighty deliverance of word and prayer tonight. Father, it's your will by your spirit to address this situation of intimidation and fear in all its forms. And Lord, you don't want a people of fear. You want a people of freedom. Lord, you don't want people intimidated. You want them full of holy joy and faith and boldness and grace. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And you did not give us a spirit of timidity. It's not from you. We're not talking about a quietness of soul. That's different. You can be bold and quiet. But you didn't give us a spirit of timidity. The devil brings that into our lives. But you gave us a spirit of boldness, faith, and a sound mind. And intimidation and fear takes away our sound mind, causes anxiety. So Father, we ask you even now, before your delivering word, to send on your people an anointing, a delivering anointing, the anointing and empowering and enabling of the Holy Spirit. We ask your Holy Spirit to come amongst us now. Come with your delivering power. Come with your liberating anointing on every single life here today. Go deep into the minds and hearts and spirits of your people. And let there be a power of deliverance and freedom in this place tonight. That people will walk away with a new mind, a sound mind, the mind of Christ. And that the Goliaths that have so taunted us and tormented us would be slain in this place in the spirit tonight they'd be slain by the word of God by prayer and that they would be decapitated before us Lord the Goliaths that have spoken so long may their heads be cut off that they may no longer speak those words into our hearts of intimidation fear and entrapment. We receive an anointing right now. We receive the anointing of the Spirit to do the will of the Father in this place tonight. Let your glory fall like rain on your people, Lord. May they be filled with the Holy Spirit, boldness, confidence, trust, and hope let hope come on on your people tonight Lord I pray for those that have been feeling despairing about situations feeling like giving up you may not have given up in practice but in your heart you've given up God's bringing hope back people in situations and circumstances and trials you just don't see it changing you feel dry, thirsty, 
and come to a place where you've almost accepted the circumstances. And you've said to yourself, well, I've prayed, I've tried, I've believed. Nothing has changed. And it's like God has hidden his face from me. But today, the Holy Spirit speaks to you and says, I've not hidden my face from you. I've been with you all the time. I'm teaching you, my child, to walk in trust, to walk in faith. And I bring to you a spirit of hope, faith, freedom from fear, liberty, and grace comes upon you. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit is working this evening supernaturally in our lives. As we reach out to Him, He answers us, blesses us, and touches us, and meets us at the point of where we are. You don't have to dress yourself up to come to God. You just have to reach out. And his loving fatherly hand reaches back and grasps you, and blesses you, and lifts you, and strengthens you. In the name of Jesus, be strengthened tonight in your spirit. Be strengthened in your heart. Be of good cheer. Be of good heart. The Lord your God is with you. He is with you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Please take your seats. God wants to bring his delivering power into our lives today on the inside of our lives. And he wants to, us to deliver us from the power of intimidation and fear. If you have your Bibles, if you could turn to 1 Samuel chapter 17, we're going to speak about David and his dealing with Goliath. 1 Samuel chapter 17. And I want you to see that in David and Goliath and that whole story, powerful principles to apply to your own life tonight. It'll be different in application as we are different. And there are many Goliaths that will be slain tonight in the spirit. Many Goliaths of many different shapes and forms. Your Goliath may be very different to my Goliath. The only difference is they're both giants. And so I want you even now to say, Lord, what are you saying to me? What are the Goliaths in my life? Some of them may be circumstances, but some of them may be Goliaths in your own soul. Goliaths of insecurity, extreme shyness that need to be slain for you to move forward. So that's where we're going, 1 Samuel and chapter 7. Now the Philistines gathered their armies together to battle and were gathered at Sukkot, which belongs to Judah. They encamped between Sukkot and Azekar in Ephesus, Damin. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and they encamped in the valley of Elath and drew up in battle array against the Philistines. The Philistines stood on a mountain on one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side, with a valley between them. And the champion went out from the camp of the Philistines, named Goliath from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail 
And the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. And he had bronze armor on his legs and a bronze javelin between his shoulders. Now the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam and his iron spearhead weighed 600 shekels and a shield bearer went before him. Then he stood and cried out to the armies of Israel and said to them, why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? And you, the servants of Saul, choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. If he's able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against you and kill him, then you shall be our servants and servants. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard the words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. So this is the circumstance that we find the armies of Israel in. They're in a place where on one side of the valley, they're there and the enemies are on the other side of the valley. And this is going on, by the way, day by day. It's just not one occurrence. Day by day, the armies of Israel would line up on one side of the valley and the armies of the Philistines on the other. And day by day, the Goliath would come with his taunts and his challenges. And day by day, the armies of Israel were paralyzed by fear. Day by day. Notice this, because the spirit of Goliath, the spirit of intimidation and fear, paralyzes you. And what can happen is in the body of Christ and in ourselves as individuals in different areas of our lives that the Lord will be highlighting to you during this evening, we get in places where in our lives, the work of God and the power of God is paralyzed. I'm not saying in all of your life. But in the areas where you're carrying fear and intimidation, it always comes paralysis. When Paul was speaking to Timothy and said, God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, the reason he was speaking to Timothy is that Timothy was doing his best, but he was paralyzed. He was paralyzed by intimidating circumstances and people. And where fear and timidity is, where intimidation is, you become paralyzed. You can't deal with the situation. It's like you're just staring at it from another side of the valley. And that intimidation and that fear greets you every morning. Every morning the armies of Israel came out with all their weapons, with all their might. And every morning they were paralyzed and nobody moved because the fear of Goliath was upon them. And they turned round and went back day after day. They were paralyzed in their life and in the battle. They were dressed for battle. They were armed for battle. But there was no fighting. They weren't using the weapons of their warfare because they were paralyzed. And the, the way that they were paralyzed was twofold. It was the image before them. And it was the words that the image spoke to them. So the first thing was, we had a description of this huge man. You can see him there in the picture behind me. This huge giant of a man. And they saw in this image, it was enough to frighten them. 
So they were dominated by what they saw, not what they believed. And we know that the New Testament tells us that we don't walk by sight, but we walk by faith. Soon in this story, we're going to meet a young man called David, untried and untested in battle, who would not walk by sight, but would walk by faith. Looking not at the things which are seen, but the things which are unseen. For the things that are seen are temporary, but the things that are unseen, the eternal things, the things of God, they're not temporary. They are indestructible and eternal. And so they were dominated by things that were seen. And the things that they were seeing seemed to them more real than the things that they should have been believing. As you will see, David believed in the power of God. The armies of Israel at this moment believed in the power of the giant that they could see before you. Be careful what you see and, by, and be careful being intimidated by what you see. Because appearances can be deceptive. Appearances can deceive you. Circumstances can seem to be giants. Circumstances within your own character can often be the Goliath that is holding you back. And Goliath will always appear bigger and greater than he really is. We're going to see that this Goliath will be taken down by a boy and a slingshot. He wasn't everything he seemed to be. The things you fear, the things that scare you, the things that worry you, the things that paralyze you, they are not what they appear to be to you. And you're going to have to make a shift this evening and understand that the Goliath that is intimidating you paralyzing you is not what he says he is. How many of you know that mountains can talk back? Jesus says, if you speak to this mountain and believe in your heart and speak with your mouth, be thou removed and thrown into the sea, it will be done for you. But mountains speak to you. That's why you have to speak back. We'll see that David spoke to his Goliath. Did the, children, did the army speak to Goliath? That was one of their problems. They allowed the voice of intimidation to remain unchallenged. There are fears in some of your lives that are remaining unchallenged. You are entertaining or allowing that fear to speak into your life. Whatever that fear is, fear of sickness fear of failure, fear of rejection. Whatever that fear is, God will show you what that fear is. You probably know what it is without him showing you. It is speaking into your life, and it is a voice that is not being challenged by your voice. And it's just going round and around in your head like an echo. And so it was his voice. He stood and cried out to the armies of Israel. And spoke to them. He said, I defy the armies of Israel. You know, fear when it defies you. Intimidation when it defies you. It's not just defying you. It's defying your God in heaven. 
And so when you entertain fear and doubt, and we all struggle with it. This isn't about struggling with fear, by the way. This isn't about having doubts. That's human. What it is, it's about allowing them to turn into giants in your life. Do I have doubts? Of course I have doubts. The Christian life is purely one of trust issues. Trusting God, learning to grow in trust with the Lord, learning that he'll never fail you or leave you, stepping out in trust, overcoming doubt. That's what Christian life is. I'm not saying you won't have doubts and fears. I'm talking about when these doubts and fears begin to get a hold of you. Like this Goliath got a hold of the armies of Israel, paralyzing you, preventing you from moving forward in the things of God and the things of life that God wants you to move him forward, intimidating you and remaining unchallenged in your life. There are Goliaths that God is speaking to through me in your life today that have been unchallenged for too long. Today you're going to challenge those things and you're going to deal with them. So this is the picture of intimidation, of unchallenged words, being dominated by what you see and what appears to you. And being dominated by the words that come from the enemy. And that was the whole army. But thank God for David. And we find that David, he wasn't even in the battle. He was considered too young and inferior to even be in the battle line, let alone to even take on Goliath. He, he wasn't even allowed there. And yet he was sent by his father... In verse 17, take now for your brothers this grain and ten loaves and run to your brothers at the camp and carry these ten cheeses to the captain of their thousand and see how your brothers fare. So he was just there to take the food. He wasn't even expected to fight. And he gets to the place and he begins to ask everybody, you can see it there in the text, what's going on? What's happening? And they say, oh, this man's coming up every day and defying Israel, and whoever kills him will be given great riches. And this is the situation we find ourselves in. And in verse 26 of 1 Samuel 17, we read this. Then David spoke to the men and stood by him, saying, What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God. Straight away, you can see a totally different attitude, can't you? From those that were paralyzed every morning by, by Goliath. There's two aspects of his response to the situation that was totally different to those armies. The first one was, the first thing he said is, what will be the reward? He's already thinking about the blessing in dealing with this intimidation. You are going to be so much better off when you deal with that that paralyzes you. That fear, that anxiety, that circumstance, that situation. It could be a, a meeting you have to have with somebody that you've been putting off. You know, often we will run from confrontation, won't we? There are those that run to confrontation. There are those that run to confrontation. Those people are fools. 
But there are many of us that run from confrontation. And we need to think about what are we running from and how long are we going to run from it. Sometimes there comes a time for a conversation to take place. With all wisdom and in the spirit and the fruit of the spirit, there's sometimes you're going to have to speak to that person. You're going to have to sit down with your boss. You're going to have to talk to that individual because you're intimidated, feared, I'm prophesying now, concerned. And the only thing that's going to deal with this is a sit-down talk. But you're fearful of it. You're worried about it. But you know it's got to happen. It's not going away. And it's paralyzing you. It's bringing anxiety into your life. But let me tell you something. All that the fears talk about is not going to happen. God is going to be with you. And he's going to deliver you for those that that word is for. So dealing with our Goliath is going to bring us into a place of victory and reward. We can't keep on running forever. We can't run from our own fears forever. Some people are just, you're just running you're spending your life running away from the very things that are actually going to make life for you. Your fears, your intimidations are holding you back. In your education, some of you. Some of you are fearful of education. You need to do training. You need to do those exams to get where you're going to go. You know that, but you're fearful. You're worried. You're concerned. You're paralyzed. You need to take the training. You have to face it. It's your Goliath. You won't go forward. You'll stay at the same pay grade. You'll stay in the same job because you need that qualification. You need that training. You need to face it. And there's going to be a blessing because if you do your bit, God will do the rest and you will pass, you will get the qualification, and you will go forward. But you're running from it. I'm prophesying again to certain individuals, but others of you can say, hey, my situation's a bit like that, that as well. You're running from it. You're running from dealing with it. There's a flaw in your character. There's a situation in you that's insecure, a fear, and you need to have courage. Because if you have courage with God, He won't let you do it alone. If you have faith and courage with God, what you face will be the making of you. We are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. But in order to be more than a conqueror, what do you have to do? You have to conquer. You're not just a conqueror, you're more than a conqueror. And so that's the first thing he realized. It's time to deal with these issues. I don't want to live in fear any longer. I don't want to live intimidated any longer. I don't want to live in this area of insecurity any longer. I want to be healed. I want to rise. I want to counter the voice of, of, um, of Goliath. I want to look at Goliath and see him shrink before me. And, and the reason that Goliath was so big is because their God was so small in their minds. That's why Goliath was so big. How big's God? He's big. <laughs> He's big. But they were looking at themselves and they were looking at Goliath and they're saying, look how big Goliath is. And that's what they saw every morning. Every morning they, they looked and meditated on this huge Philistine. 
They were not meditating on the huge, magnificent, glorious God who made the Philistine. But David was. He said, who is this tiny, tiny dwarf of a, of a pygmy man that he should defy the armies of the living God? You see, he came from the right perspective. If you're in fear or intimidation, it's because you're looking at things from the wrong perspective. You're certainly not looking them from the perspective that God has. Who is he that he should defy the armies of God? No, the living God. Can you see that in verse 26? That is one of the most important names of God in the Bible. And there is such a powerful revelation in the name of the living God. Every time you read the phrase, the living God, in the Bible, it's extremely important to understand the context in which God is being called that, as in this context. Because not just God, but the living God means the God who's alive and acts today. And the problem with the armies of Israel and their intimidation with Goliath, it wasn't that they didn't believe in God. Of course they believed in God. The problem was they didn't believe in the living God. They didn't believe he was going to act on their behalf. They didn't believe he was living and active that day. They believed that God was somewhere. Many people believe in God. Christians believe in God. But do you believe the living God? In other words, do you believe that God is active, ready to work in your life right now? I mean now. I mean he's doing it now. Or is he some far away thing where, well, I sure hope that he might help me some way or somehow, but he's a long way away from where I am today. He's a long way away, distant and far, and I'm right here. But David said, the living God, and that was the difference. He could see, and Goliath shrunk shrunk in David's eyes because he wasn't looking at Goliath. He was looking at the living God. The key to your deliverance and freedom from insecurity and fear is to take your eyes off the Goliath. Take your eyes off all the things that could go wrong. And, put, and, and think about all the things that God can do. Think about the things God has done for you in the past to deal with the things that God will do for you in the future. David teaches this. He, he says, I'll go. I'll sort him out. And they take him to Saul. And it, Saul says, you're not able to go against this Philistine in verse 33 to fight with him. For you are a youth and he a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. When a lion or bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Moreover, David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. Now, look, Paul, 
I mean, David, he had been prepared for this moment all his life. It wasn't by accident. And God has prepared you to deal with the Goliaths in your life, the internal Goliaths of internal fears, but also the Goliaths that may be before you in circumstances or the mountains that need to be removed. A Goliath can be a mountain. You stand before this mountain that needs to be removed, the mountain on the outside, circumstance, the mountain on the inside, what the enemy's trying to do inside you with intimidation. But God has been preparing you for tonight. He's been preparing you. He's been training you. He promises you, you'll never face a Goliath you can't slay. You'll never stand before a mountain you can't remove. Never. That's God's promise. He will never put us in a situation where we can't conquer. Ever. We need to believe him. And David said, I've been prepared for this. God has been preparing me for this moment of deliverance. God is preparing. He's at work in you. When he brings you to a Goliath situation, you are ready. You just have to trust him. You say, I don't feel I'm ready. What, you frightened? Yes, that's what we need to deal with. Any one of that army of Israel could have slayed Goliath. They were better trained than David. But David understood that the living God was with him. So he said, in my life, I've had victories. The key to your present deliverance, one of the keys to your present deliverance, is your past testimony. Hasn't God come through for you in the past? One of the best ways to deal with the trials or the mountains or the difficulties or the fears of the present is to remember what God has done in the past. It might not be as big as what you're facing, but there's a testimony non non non. It is a testimony anyway. And so you think right now, right now, you think of what God, just start counting your blessings right now. Right where you are, think about some of the things God has come through for you on. The big things and the little things. In the past, the times you believed in. The times and situations where you were like, oh, you've got to come through for me, God. Will you do it for me, God? The little things, the big things, the things when you remember, remember the fear of the past. Remember that, is he going to come through? Is he not going to go through? Remember the mountains, and it looked like it wasn't ever going to be removed. Come on, think about it. I'm thinking, I've got stuff popping in my head right now. Big things, little things. And if I step back into those situations before the victory, I remember the fear. I remember the trust issue. I remember the concerns. I remember the anguish. I remember, will it happen? It seemed impossible. I remember the places of exasperation. Is it ever going to take place? I remember. I remember that. I remember that. And it feels like I feel today about the Goliath I face today. But also, I remember the victory. I remember the deliverance. I remember the day that it came through. I remember the change around in circumstances that God did. Bang, bang, bang. And before I knew it, the deliverance or the provision that came through. I remember receiving the provision and living in it and enjoying in it. That provision that for so long I didn't think was going to come. That victory, that turnaround, that situation with that person that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And that 
I had concocted in my mind a bigger Goliath than even the reality was. And I remember that God came through for me. And I can stand here and say I've been through many things, as anybody could stand here who's been a Christian. I've been through many things, but God has never failed me. I've failed God, I've failed myself, and put myself in some very silly positions in my life. But that's me, but God has never failed me. He's never failed his word. And I have testimonies. And you're clapping because you have testimonies. And, you're re- and that's what David did. He reviewed his testimonies. And he went back and thought, whoa, I remember that time of the lion. I remember there's that lion. Uh, have you ever seen a lion? Have you ever been up close to a lion? They're scary. Have you ever, have you ever been up close to a lion and it's roared? My God. Scary. They are fearsome, awesome beasts. Can you imagine having to handle one yourself as a boy? But he handled it. He faced his fear. He believed God. And he slowed the lion. And then when the bear came, have you ever seen a big bear? As a boy, part of my life, I lived in Canada. And you could go down at the time to the rubbish dumps and see bears. They were scary. Bears are really scary. Big bears are really scary. I'm not talking about Winnie the Pooh bears. I'm talking about big Canadian bears. They're scary. And especially when they stand up full length. Scary. And he looked at it and he thought of the lion. And he had to face the fears. It was real fear. He had to face it. But he believed God, the living God. And he knew that God would come through from him. And he did. And so now he's facing Goliath. And what's he doing? He's stepping back and he's thinking about the God that always comes through. And so some of you are now thinking back about the big testimonies, the little testimonies, and you're remembering the fear or the concern or the turmoil, the prayers, the prayers of your friends, those standing with you, hoping that it's going to happen. But the fear and the intimidation, oh, it's not going to happen to you. You're not going to be victorious. The powerless, the the being paralyzed. But then you, you, you took the step. You made the effort, you stepped out, and you got your victory. This is what happened to David. And then we also find in verse 38, So Saul clothed David with his armor, and he put a bronze helmet on his head. He also clothed him with a coat of mail. David fastened his sword to his armor and tried to walk, for he'd not tested them. And David said to Saul, I can't walk with these. Can you, you can imagine the scene, can't you? You know, he's, he's got, can you, a little boy, comparatively, in a huge, and remember, Saul was a big guy, wasn't he? Do you remember when he was chosen? He was a big guy. And there's this little guy, David, not even fully formed, and he's in the armor of a man. I mean, you can just see it all falling over him. You know, they stick on the helmet, it comes down to his nose, and he sort of like lifts it up. He can't walk. Can't walk. Why? Because he was in Saul's armor. This is a lesson to us because sometimes we want to be somebody else. If only I could be like. If only I had their character. If only I had their boldness. If only I had their attitude. If only I had their provision, if only I had their education, if only I had their background, if only I had, if only I had, if only I had, then maybe I'd be able to do it. 
or we, or we want something, or we're looking for something that isn't us. We're looking outside for somebody else or something else to provide the weaponry to deal with it. But all that does is weigh you down and prevent you from moving forward. Can you imagine if he'd went out in Saul's armor? All of the armies would be paralyzed by fear, but he wouldn't be able to walk because he had Saul's armor. He, was, he would be trying to be somebody that he wasn't. You don't have to be anybody else than you are now to deal with the Goliaths before you today, the Goliaths on the inside of you, and the Goliaths of... You don't, you don't have to be anybody else than you are now. Who you are now, with your high points, your low points, your strong points, your weak points, your fear points, your courage points, who you are now is sufficient to deal with the Goliath that faces you. Who you are now, not tomorrow, not who you'd like to be, who you are now in your weakness. Doesn't God say, you know, in your weakness is my... Now, if you're weak and you're not trusting the Lord, you are weak. But if you say, I'm weak, I'm weak, fine. You're a candidate for his strength. Don't put on Saul's armor. Don't try and be somebody else. Don't put something on. Don't pretend you're something that you're not. Don't wish that you were somebody that you were not. I'm pretty glad that David wasn't Saul. You saw what happened to Saul. God wanted David as David, and God wants you as you are. You don't have to be anything that you're not. Everything that you are is perfect for the job that God wants to do. In your weakness is his strength, and guess what? He'll get the victory. You don't need Saul's armor for Saul's victory. Just you as you are. God will get the victory, and you'll notch up another testimony to take you onwards and upwards from glory to glory. That's God's destiny, because you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Amen? So, he takes off all this stuff. He's who he is. He's not going to be somebody else, not wearing Saul's armor. He's who he is. And then he goes down and uh, takes what he has. And he draws near to the Philistine. And when the Philistine, verse 40, 42, looked and saw David... He disdained him, for he was only a youth, ruddy and good-looking. You're going to be disdained. Your, your Goliath, your circumstance, is going to laugh at you, mock you. You're in this situation. Have you ever been in this situation where you, th- where you say to yourself, do you know what, I'm really having a laugh, really. If I could ever imagine I could be this person. If I ever imagine I could do this. If I am, ever imagine I'll change. If I ever imagine I'm deluded. I'm having a laugh. I'm having a joke. Have you ever been in a situation like that? I have. You suddenly think, why, why am I deceiving myself? Am I really going to come good? And your low points, am I really ever going to get through this? Am I really ever going to slay a Goliath? Do you know that's not, there is self-doubts that we have, but the enemy uses that. I mean, look at Goliath. He said, this is who you are. He says, you're just a kid. You're a nobody. Are that you, you, am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And he cursed David by his, by his gods. And the Philistine said, come to me and I'll give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. But David didn't stand and just take it. 
He didn't allow Goliath to have the last word that morning. He didn't sit there and, and he did not, and he, 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 he challenged Goliath's words. He didn't leave them unchallenged. You must challenge the enemy in the prayer place. You must speak what God says. Not just think. You must speak. You must speak to the enemy. You must speak in the prayer closet. Not just to God and to yourself. You must speak to your Goliath before you slay him. You must. He's speaking to you. You can't defeat the mountain unless you speak. You must. There's something powerful that takes place when you speak. We talked about the power of speaking in tongues last Sunday evening. I'm telling you the power of the prophetic word, the power of declaration, the power of prayer. When you say what God says you are and you speak the truth, the speaking of it brings the power. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And sometimes you need to hear some faith out of your own mouth. You need to hear it in the prayer plate. You need to hear your mouth speaking victory. Do you hear what I'm saying? Instead of your mind speaking negative, your mouth, your mouth is powerful. Words out of your mouth are more powerful than thoughts in your mind. That's why you have to be careful with negative words. You ever said something negative and you say it about a person or a sit? You say something negative. This is why gossip is so, so incredibly demonic. You say something negative and you feel the negativity. You may have been thinking something negative. We can't help sometimes negative thoughts coming in our mind. Don't worry if a negative thought comes in your mind. It's whether you entertain that negative word or not that matters. But I tell you what, a word coming into your mind, don't entertain it. But when that negativity comes out of your mouth, you feel its power because it defiles you. James says the tongue is a great power for good or for evil. He's focusing on for evil. He says it's a fire that sets on the forest. He says the tongue sets on course the whole of your life. It should not be, James says, that out of our mouth comes bitter cursing and blessing. How can salt water... Mix with pure water. What's going to happen? It's going to be salt water, isn't it? And so when you speak negatively, you defile yourself and power is released back into you of great psychological and spiritual force. But when you speak God's word, when you speak it, even when you feel the opposite, but you just speak it, it releases power. And so David spoke to him and said, you come to me with your sword and a spear. And I come to you with my sword and my armor. He didn't say that. He didn't even say, I come to you with my skills and a catapult. He said, I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. This day. And verse 47, then all the assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword or spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. Oh, what are we going to learn? The battle is the Lord's. The battle against your, it's the Lord. The Lord will do it. 
The Lord will deliver you. You're not expected to deliver you without yourself. God will deliver you. Just trust him. Step out like David. Take a leaf from David's book. Catch some of that anointing that's on David. Because the same anointing that was on David was on his great, 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 great onwards grandson, Jesus Christ himself. Son of David. No wonder when he brought deliverance and healing, they said, son of David. You bet he is. He was kicking that Goliath, the devil, up and down Galilee for three years and smashed him on the cross. Amen. Son of David, it's the Lord's battle. Stop striving and trust him. When that anxiety and fear and concern comes, take it to the Lord. Take it to him. Don't wallow in it. Don't sit there mulling over it figuring it out. Take it to the Lord. Take it to him. God, I'm fearful again. Take it to him. God, this Goliath, I'm worried again. Take it to him. By the time you've been taking it to him, you'll be, you, you, your mind will be delivered again. And the next thing is, you see, let me go back to speaking. I've got something to say about speaking. You see, you, you win the battle in the spirit before you win the battle in the circumstance. And sometimes that's the place where you battle. I can think of some situations and circumstances right now that a couple of months ago were my Goliath. Not that you need to know what they are because it's not important, but they were my Goliath. The situation, circumstance was my Goliath. And it was oppressing me, intimidating me. It was doing, paralyzing me paralyzing me on the inside. And I thought, I can't live like this. I have to, I wasn't thinking in terms of Goliath at the time, so I'm reading that back in, but I was thinking, I have to, I have to slay this Goliath. I can't live in this intimidation. I can't, and this was spiritual. It wasn't even dealing with the, in fact, I felt that this thing had to be dealt in the spirit first, and then I could have confidence to deal with it in real life. And so I re- unleashed the power of other tongues, because I didn't know what to pray. I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't know what to do. I unleashed the power of speaking in tongues. Began to speak in tongues, up my speaking tongues, ensure that my tongues were tongues of faith, not the same old shimmy shoes, but they were tongues of faith. And I used to speak, I'd speak in tongues and I'd bring it to the Lord. And I'd speak in tongues. I did this over this situation not, not long around this situation, 15 minutes, 20 minutes a day for this situation because it was on my mind. It was keeping me up. It was intimidating me. And I did this for about six, seven days and I got the breakthrough. And I knew. God, it didn't have to be a word because I knew it in my spirit. But I knew in my spirit and I also had a word from the Lord about it. But I knew in my spirit, then I got the word from the Lord which was my stone. And from this day to that, although that circumstance that's going to happen and needs to be dealt with hasn't arisen in the natural yet, do you know what? I don't even fear it. Well, that's not actually true. Sometimes fear pops in. But what I do is I just say, oh, I've dealt with this, haven't I? And I ping it back up to God. It's no longer intimidating or dominating. But you haven't, it's not happened yet, Bruce. No, it's not happened yet. It's yet to come. 
but I got my wisdom, I got my, I got the Lord, and I've dealt with it. So I don't need to fear it because when it comes, it's already dealt with. You say, how can that be? I can't explain it. It's spirit, but I know it. And so when the fear comes again, it's quite easy for me to deal with. I just step back and I remember, whoa, yeah, I got that breakthrough. I got that word. Didn't need a word. God gave me a word. Sometimes you just got the breakthrough and I no longer fear it. I have covered it, prayed it through, dealt with it in prayer. I have asked for wisdom for when it comes. In fact, I'd had a word of wisdom. That thing's off my to-do list. You say, but it's not come to pass yet. It's off my to-do list. Yet it was dominating my whole life. Now it's off my to-do list. Sometimes slaying your, your Goliath is dealing with it in the spirit. Do you understand? And then, and dealing with it in the spirit, speaking in tongues, taking it to the Lord, whatever way the Holy Spirit leads you, taking it to the Lord until you get the witness that it's dealt with. You've covered it in prayer. I'll do that often with things in prayer. I'll pray until I get a witness it's covered. Sometimes I have no idea, you know, what's going to happen, but I've got a confidence. Thank you, Lord, you give me the witness that this is covered in prayer. And then the only time I pray is when I get a little bit of doubt and then I just ping it back up to the Lord. But I know I've dealt with it. God has things that God wants you to deal with in the spirit. The Goliath's in the spirit. And when you've dealt with it in the spirit, he'll give you the stone when the time comes because the stone is all you need. And so he, he chose his stones. He went out. You know the story. And he did the job. But Goliath was defeated a lot earlier than that moment. Hear me. You can defeat Goliath. Defeat Goliath before the battle comes. Defeat him in the spirit. Deal with it in the spirit. If there's that fear, if you are a fearful person with a spirit of, of, of um, intimidation, deal with it. What are you frightened about? What are you frightened about right now, those of you that are suffering? What, what, is your worst, what are your worst fears? Conquer them in the Spirit. Conquer them. Pray it through. Speak in other tongues if you don't want to pray. Normally, when you, when you have a fear, you need to speak in other tongues because you don't know what to pray. That's why you're fearful. You don't know what's going on. You don't have wisdom. Conquer it. Face it in the Spirit. Speak to it. As the Lord leads you. Prophesy as the Lord leads you. Lift it to the Lord as the Lord leads you. Pour out your fear, your concern. And have that relationship and transaction with God of trust. Getting to know God. But God, I'm going to trust you in this. Deal with the circumstance or the scenario you've already painted. The armies of Israel had already painted a scenario in their minds. If they go down, they get killed. Well, if you've got any painted scenarios of the devil in your mind, bring it up. Fight it now. If you've got these fears and these pictures of what's going to happen, that's what fear does. Fear, you begin to run in your mind the situation or the circumstance. It's like a film. It's like going down to the coronet and putting on a projector called fear. And it projects the situation as the devil wants it. The devil's a liar. Bring it on. Bring it up. Bring it out. And then deal with that projection 
of fear. This is what I'm worried about, that this is going to happen. Bring it up and begin to speak in tongues into that fear again and again and again until you get a leading in the English language, until you get a vision, until the thing changes. God can work in so many different ways. Bring it up and defeat that picture negative picture, negative image, defeat it. Devil tried to put in my mind, many times the devil tried to put in my mind the funeral of my daughter. Many of you know I've got a disabled daughter. Many times tried to stick that thing. I found myself without realizing planning her funeral. I'd be listening to a song, but that'd be a good one. And I thought, I can't, I'm not going to live like this. I'm not going to enjoy my daughter in the land of the living, if all I'm thinking about is fearing her death, I had to deal with it in the spirit. So I got in there and began to deal with it in the spirit. I began to speak in tongues over it, pray over it. And Lord, I'm not quite through on that yet. But I'll tell you what, it's a lot better than it was. And speaking about it tonight, I'm going to make an extra concerted effort this week out of this sermon to deal with that thing once and for all. I don't want to live with that shadow in my mind when she's living, joyful, and better than she's ever been. I'm not going to live with devil trying to ruin it. I'm going to enjoy it. So I've already, I'm, I'm, so I'm already going to, I'm going to take that thing and kill it this week. That's going to be my time. I'm going to smash that thing. And then I'm going to paint a picture from the Holy Spirit of her future that he will give me. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Now's the time. I can feel the anointing. Now's the time. You see, if I could have just some music, please. You see, and you know what? You're not just going to throw a stone at it. You're going to decapitate it. You're going to cut the head off this thing. When you deal with a snake, you've got to cut the head off it. You don't mess around with the tail. You strike. David hits him, knocked him to the ground sometimes. Just lift your hands to the Lord. Sometimes, sometimes you're knocking your Goliath down. I can see it in the spirit. You're knocking it down with faith, the word. But you've got a knockout. But the Goliath is getting back up again. I'm seeing that in some of you. It's getting back up again. You knocked it down. It get back up again. David knocked Goliath down. And he took a sword, the sword of the spirit. Amen. Give me something, friends. Give me something of the spirit, not of the flesh. Nothing natural. Give me the anointing. The anointing that goes with the picture. He took the stone of revelation. That which was given. God will give you the picture. He'll give you the stone to bring the giant down. But then you've got to finish the job. You've got to finish the job. You've got to take the sword. And you've got to cut the head off that giant, my friends. Oh, cut the head off so it can't speak anymore. I feel the rising of a boldness and a faith. Oh, yes. Oh, stir it. Stir it. I feel the rising of a warfare. The spirit of warfare. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but spiritual forces in high places. I feel an anointing, the warrior anointing. Hallelujah. The David anointing. 
the David anointing, the anointing. When we were reading those scriptures, you could feel it in the boy. You could feel it in the boy. There was a courage and a boldness. There was a faith, a tenacity, the living God. There was no drawing back. I want you to take hold of the Goliath in the spirit. Those pictures. The devil's giving you pictures. The devil's giving you pictures. He's giving you pictures. Those That film reel that he rolls in your mind that brings fear and intimidation of what's going to happen. He's not the Lord of the future. He's the defeated of the past. He's not the Omega. Jesus is the Omega. He's the first, the last. Jesus is yesterday. Jesus is today. And Jesus is forever. And he's got a different picture. Slaying the Goliath. The fears of sickness, failure. Oh, rise up in tongues. Rise up and prophesy. Some of you need to speak to your Goliath. Some of you need to speak. You need to answer him. Why don't you tell him? Answer him in English. Prophesy. You know what God thinks about it. Speak to him in tongues. Speak to your Goliath in tongues if you don't know what to say. God will give you a warring tongue, a diverse tongue, a tongue to get you through. God gave me a tongue to get through that thing I told you about. He gave me a tongue and I spoke in it and I defeated the enemy. Oh, hallelujah. You can defeat it before the battle begins. The battle's in the heavenlies. Defeated in the spirit, defeated in your spirit. And when that time comes, that exam comes. When that time comes, that meeting comes. You have already won. When that mission comes, when it comes, you'll already have won. Yes. When that training comes that you're fearful about, you'll already have won. Oh, yes. When that conversation takes place with your boss, you've already won. You've dealt with intimidation. You've dealt with fear. You've prayed it through. Oh, yes. You've spoken mysteries in the spirit. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit's been using your spirit, speaking in other tongues. He's been speaking into your future. Hallelujah. He's been defeating. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Victory. 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 Get the victory in the spirit. You can taste it. It tastes like victory in the spirit. I'm not saying that you're going to get all your victory tonight, but you're going to get a taste of it. You're going to get a smell of it. You're going to get a feel of the liberty and the victory in your spirit tonight. God's going to impart it. And then you're going to take it. And you're going to pray it through. Hallelujah. You're going to get that Goliath back down on the floor where he belongs. You're going to knock him out. But you're not going to leave him knocked out. You're going to behead him. You're going to silence the Avenger. 
The Holy Spirit has given us the anointing and the word to silence the voice of the Avenger. He's a liar from the beginning. He speaks lies. Lying scenarios. You're more than a conqueror. Oh, rise up, Lord, within us. Like a mighty warrior that you are. Strengthen the feeble hands. Strengthen the crushed spirit. Fill your people with the boldness that doesn't come from human boldness, but a boldness in the spirit. You can be quiet as a person, but in the spirit realm, you're as bold as a lion. I'm telling you, as bold as a lion in the spirit. The lion of Judah. That's the family you're part of. The lion. And the lion beats the snake. Oh yes, victory. Let it go, let it flow. Some of you need to get those negative vibes out of you. Those negative waves. Time to get some glory waves. Some waves of victory, waves of word. Yeah, let it flow. Rise up, rise up, rise up. That spirit of David. Spirit of David. Oh, hallelujah. Victory. Deliverance. Yes, freedom and liberty, glory and power, victory and anointing. Oh, hallelujah. This is our victory. The Christ overcame all the works of the enemy. This is our victory, the testimony. The testimonies of the past and the blood of the power of the crucified, resurrected Lord. Oh, petition him. Petition him. He's not deaf. He's on his throne. And he knows and he hears and he sees and he delivers. He's strong. He's strong. He's the living God. He's not dead in your situation. He's alive. He's the living God. The living God. The living God. Oh, let it rise. Let it rise. Let it rise. Let it rise. We're not taking it anymore. We're not having it anymore. We've had enough. We're sick and tired of being sick and tired. We're fed up of being fed up. We're tired of these words from Goliath. We're tired of the negativity, the depression, and the oppression, and the fear. We don't trust in ourselves, but we trust in our God. A mighty fortress is our God, and we run to Him. 
We run to him. We run to him. He's a strong tower. He's a strong tower. A mighty fortress is our God. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. Breaks every chain. That's right, Keeper. We're going to sing that old song, David. We're going to sing that song. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and we run into it. Do you know that one, Jonathan? You think so? It's a golden oldie. And I just got that. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Can you find that on the words? Up there, is, is there another way of describing? Blessed be the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. So up there, if we can get the words up. And we'll just get, we'll just sort of retune our minds back into the 90s. The 90s weren't all bad. And sing this to your Goliath situation. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Most high. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Most high. The name of the Lord. The name of the Be the name of the Lord. Yeah. 
righteous running. Whoa! Come on, run to him tonight. forward right now we're going to keep singing songs of victory you've got a song of victory that we should sing if one comes to you let us know we're going to sing some more songs of victory and strength and while we're just strengthening our spirits in the lord and dealing with our goliaths if there's anything that you need in your body victory tonight or you need a deliverance or whatever it is We've got our counsellors here, and while we continue to praise the Lord, you're more than welcome to come out and have the ministry of the laying on of hands and the power of God to set you free. Amen. Let's sing that one more time. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Give you some time to think, and then we'll, uh, we'll go into something new. Come out if you want prayer. The prayer line is open. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 